0: You're tuned in to the Morning Drive Podcast from Double t 973 recapping the night that was in the world of sports.
1: That's not to say that they don't respect the run game that you have, but you're talking about one quarterback leading the, the conference in passing so far this year. And Remember, he didn't start the first game. All right. He still played a lot, though.
0: And also bringing some humor to your day.
2: I, I just don't want to disappoint you. I just... As much as I disappoint you, I don't want to disappoint you in some things that you expect from me.
0: Hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on Double T 97.3 or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app.
2: Thanks very much for uh, being with us this morning with Jamie Lint and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Mike says this, and we wish you all a very Merry Christmas and a prosperous new year. Right back at you. Merry Christmas. Prosperous new year. We get a Merry Christmas. yahoo
1: That seems to fit well. Do you you think you're a hooligan? Yes.
2: Do you? Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: Um, It's kind of the company that you keep, right? I hang out with you and Clint. Yeah,
2: that's true. Mm -hmm. Uh, Merry Christmas and Happy Festivus from our friend Dan in Dallas. Okay. Finally, got to meet Dan in Dallas. He's a real guy. He's a real guy, yeah. yeah good <laughs> he was, dude. He was a good dude. He was... Very good dude. Very good dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, Merry Christmas to you, Dane. This, uh, thoughts on Donovan Smith transferring to the U of H and Reggie Pearson going to Oklahoma. Yeah, <sighs> I mean, I, I hate it. I mean, um, you know, those guys got to do what they got to do in terms of, you know, maybe trying to find s- some additional playing time. I get it for Donovan Smith going to Houston. I, I, you know, for Reggie Pearson, I mean, is he going to... Oklahoma, is he going to get to play more there? Is he, or is it, is it about the school? Is it about do they have a great engineering school that he's going after? Or is it, what is it? What's the what's the deal there?
1: Well, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know Reggie personally, but I think it probably has a lot to do with the fact that he lost his starting job and mm-hmm. he's going into his last year and he wants to go somewhere where he thinks uh, he'll be able to play more. Which is interesting because he's going to Oklahoma. Right, that's my you know, that's point. That just yeah. doesn't yeah. seem normal. Mm-hmm. Um, again, his dad got on social media and was very complimentary of Coach McGuire and said, hey, if you're thinking about the Red Raiders, make it happen. It's a great place, all the above. So it seems like there was some sort of a mutual you know, uh, separation there that mm-hmm. we, they felt like, hey, you're not going to get the playing time here or we've feel like you'll fit better somewhere else i i I don't know but you would have liked to have had his depth in the in the secondary it's not like the quarterback position where if you're not the starter you're likely to not play Mm -hmm. um it's a different deal and so he should you would have expected him still to get plenty of snaps right i would have yeah sure i would have too so
2: i mean you're a play away uh, too when from an injury or something like that
1: but, you know, he's, you know, obviously made some big hits for you this year and uh, had a couple picks and all that good stuff, but at the same time also struggled in coverage at times. Um, so that clearly was not his strong suit. And But, man, he was a big hitter and energy guy for you and all that kind of stuff and brought some good moments for a Red Raider fan. So, I mean, I thought he handled his departure pretty well.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Donovan Smith did as well.
1: Yeah, a- absolutely. You know, Donovan's a little bit different. I mean, he's... I, I tend to be a little bit more attached to the guys that have have always been Red Raiders and, and not the transfers in. Reggie came from Wisconsin initially, um, and um, it's I hate to see him go, but I, again, with both of these guys, I totally understand it. it mm-hmm. I mean, it's about playing time. It's not what I don't get in the transfer portal, and is when the guy's the starting quarterback somewhere and the offense is built around him, and they're like, No, I'm going somewhere else. Right. Or the guy's their leading receiver. I see Georgia yesterday picks up uh, lead, the leading receiver for two different teams, you know, yesterday. And I, I just, it's that kind of stuff that's like, Man, nobody just hey, we're gonna work through this together. Everybody's Kevin Durant, man. Let's go hop on board the championship team. Mm-hmm. You know, let's let's go hop on board. That's the kind of stuff that is just tough to take. Um, or I mean, I don't know how much nil is involved in that. I I mean, I just I, I don't know that that's a completely different deal. But I th- I think both of these guys handled the departure well. You understand why they're leaving. It appears that Donovan was going to be the Third string quarterback. I mean, clearly that that coaching staff had kind of given up on his abilities as as a quarterback, not as a you know running thread and a trick pony and all that kind of stuff. I mean, but he he they had kind of given up on him, so it, it makes sense that he left. I just hate that they're going to places that uh, schools that we're going to have to face.
2: Yeah. Uh, somebody says this really, Chuck. Nil, dude. I I wouldn't. I don't know what, Richie, I I would assume that he's going to Oklahoma for other reasons other than NIL. I mean, if he had told me he was going to go to, you know, a school that was not as steeped in football tradition or maybe depth or expectation, I might have bought in a little bit on that. But I I do think maybe it's about fit. Maybe it's about uh, playing style. Maybe it's about uh, somebody brings up Coach Wells. You know, he's associated with Oklahoma now as an analyst. I, I don't know. Maybe there's some familiarity there with uh, so another coach.
1: It's, I'll, I will admit it's surprising to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that I didn't – again, if he's not starting or worried about snaps here at Texas Tech, you don't expect him to go to Oklahoma. Right. That just – like Oklahoma's taking Texas Tech's defensive leftovers. I don't mean to disparage Reggie, but, I mean, that – that that seems crazy talk. Does, right? I know yeah, our defense no. is improved, but right. And Oklahoma just signed what the fourth best class in the country. Yeah, I mean, and
2: their yeah. coach is a defensive minded coach, uh-huh. obviously in Brett Venables. So somebody says this, I'm more upset about Pearson going to OU than I am of Smith going to Houston.
1: I'm not upset about either one of them. I'm, I wish Donovan would have not gone to Houston. Yeah. That's what. That's what really. I just hate that. I don't. I don't want to have to root against him. Mm-hmm. But I don't want Houston to do well.
2: Yeah. No, I don't either. I don't
1: want them to do well
2: at I'm, all. I'm but. more upset about just Houston going to the Big 12. Uh, this Merry Christmas to y'all from the farm north of Vernon. Yeah.
1: But the thing is, with a quarterback, it's hard to root for a team to do poorly. Like, oh, I'll, I'll root for him, just not the team. Well, you can't really do that with a quarterback. Because yeah, right. <laughs> if, <laughs> if the team's – if he's doing well, chances are the team's going to do well. <laughs> sure. Right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of works that way a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I mean, does. quarterback's kind of important. It kind of works that way, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: All right, uh, thoughts, comments, Yates Morning center chat line can go to the Double T 97.3 mobile app. It's presented by Happy State Bank. Also, the benchmark hotline is open at 806-771-0973. Uh, Lady Raiders won yesterday. We'll uh, talk about that a little bit. Uh, it's a 21-point it's a, it's a victory. But it was uh, is an ugly twenty-one point victory. They beat UC Riverside fifty-nine to thirty-eight. Uh, the positive is you held a team to thirty-eight points. Uh, the thing that you would have liked to a little bit do a little bit better is not be so giving. Twenty-two turnovers uh, made for kind of a messy game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was the game you probably should have won by thirty-five minimum, based on kind of how uc riverside looked your morning blend of sports k-state is uh, coming off a big win over oklahoma of course the red raiders off their 37 34 overtime win over number 22 texas
0: and humor I'm Sure
2: to tell them that you, you suggested that <laughs> mm-hmm. and of course they got a big laugh
0: this is the morning drive podcast from double t 97 Catch the show live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Double T97.3 FM or on the Double T97.3 mobile app.
2: For the Stay in Sports History, today is the 23rd day of December. Today and tomorrow, you got to get it done if you haven't gotten it done. And if you've got those one or two more things to do, then uh, I suggest you do that today and take the stress off tomorrow. Here's Jeff McGuire with a Stay in Sports History.
3: Starting in 1923, Yankees pitcher Carl Mays is sold to the Reds for $85,000. Okay. 1951, the National Football League Championship took place with at LA Memorial Col, uh, Coliseum. The Los Angeles Rams beat the Cleveland Browns 24-17. to 17. It's the first coast-to-coast televised NFL game. How about that? Hmm. 1972, which was 50 years ago today.
2: Hmm. The Immaculate Reception by Franco Harris. He goes off Frenchy Fuqua into Harris's hands, and I can still see him running down the sideline, and And uh, Kurt Gotti, caught by Franco! You know, he's just, he just went crazy. He and Aldi Rogatis. I mean, it was uh, it was the damnedest thing I'd ever seen at 12 years old. And uh, I just uh, I remember watching that game, and I just I hated the Raiders so much so they knocked the Chiefs out. And um, I was rooting for the Steelers, only because the Steelers had never won anything and they were playing the Raiders and I thought the game was as soon as that I remember the ball being in the air and I see the ball get deflected and 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 I just was like I was just downfalling because I knew that the game was over because it was it was the Raiders were going to take over on downs and uh then all of a sudden you you see you see Franco Harris just out of nowhere running and the thing about it is that it took forever for that finally to be ruled a touchdown they went they they didn't have instant replay then but th- there were there was a lot of conversation uh by the officials and going up to the booth and you know you know wherever they were watching it but it was it took a long time before they finally ruled that it was a touchdown
1: I would have totally blown that as a play-by-play man because I'm such a homer like once the ball like hit and was knocked away I had to drop my head <laughs> and not finished watching the play. <laughs> But <laughs> well,
3: would you have called them the dumbest team in sports?
1: <laughs> Next thing you know, I'd be like, "How did Franco get the ball? Right. What's he doing in the end zone?"
2: <sighs> I mean, it was uh, it was it was it was this it was as stunning an end to a game as I had ever seen, and maybe as I have ever seen, with the exception of what you saw with the Raiders last week, or maybe with the Vikings and the New Orleans Saints a couple of years ago, and just those you know those ending plays where you just go cuz that was that was that was it i mean it was it was over
3: 1997 chicago bulls coach phil jackson is the quickest coach to reach 500 wins in nba history it took him just 682 games that's impressive mhm mhm that's 108 that's 500 and 180, 182 as a record.
2: Does he this is a crazy question for you. Does he get the credit that he should get as a coach or do people does he does that somewhat get dismissed because he had Jordan with the Bulls and and Kobe and Shaq with the Lakers?
1: Well, I I think that you I think he was a mastermind of meshing egos mm-hmm. that I think that maybe does get overlooked. It's hard to it's hard to completely ignore the fact that he had I mean, the superstars of superstars, you know. Right. Jordan and Pippen, Shaq and Kobe pretty good combinations there, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, but at the same time, I mean, you've seen plenty of teams put together a collection of superstars and I mean, the talent just n- not make it work. Well, Phil was able to do that, so I give him credit for
2: it. I do, I do, too. I mean, sometimes when you have all the talent in the world, sometimes it's hard to manage all the talent in the world, too. Mm-hmm. You know, you could say, well, God, I could have managed that team. Not just, you know, you put this guy at this, 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 this. Okay, well, keeping them all together and keeping them all, you know, somewhat happy uh, so that they can stay motivated and play together, I think over the test of time, like he did with both the Bulls and the Lakers is it. I think he's one of the greatest coaches uh in nba history
1: yeah i, I wouldn't disagree with that
3: it is national bake day and it's also national puffer Noose i think is how it's said day. what is that it's the spiced little harder cookie that's got the powdered sugar on it that you see this time of year okay if you see uh, like if they're like usually like a, a dome type type shave that's covered in powdered sugar and it's a a darker cookie Okay. Yeah. It's a spiced cookie. They're all around right
2: now. Okay. I like soft cookies. Happy
3: birthday, Jim Harbaugh, is 58. Susan Lucci is 76, and Brad Lidge is 45. And on this day in 2009, Richard Heaney, who who carried out a hoax in which he told authorities his six-year-old son, Falcon, had floated off in a runaway saucer-shaped saucer-shaped helium balloon is sentenced to 90 days in jail in Fort Collins, Colorado. His wife received a 20-day sentence for her, uh, for her part in the incident. The so-called Balloon Boy Saga riveted viewers around the globe two months earlier on October 15th when it played out on live TV. And it was all fake, right? All fake. It was crazy. a publicity stunt getting ready for a reality TV show. Jeez. And that
2: is this Dan's Sports History. All right, 6.52 this morning here on the morning drive. Uh, we get this, I like soft cookies too, Chuck. You said that with such philosophical seriousness. Okay. Uh, good morning, guys and gals. Wishing everyone a happy, or excuse me, a Merry Christmas and a happy and prosperous New Year. Uh, you as well. Uh, this, I watched that immaculate reception game. I was 12 years old. And we were, we're, the same, were the same, and we've survived so far. Glendale Jeff. He says, thank y'all so much for working today. Hey, I'm in Vernon 2. It's 9. Mm. 9. Uh, no, it's see. almost 7.
3: I'm looking at it. It's 6.53 right
2: now. There you go. I caught that one. Um, it is uh, 8 here in uh, Lubbock at the present time. All right. Uh, 6.53 this morning on Lubbock Sports Station, double T 97.3. We'll, we'll talk some football next. We'll get to the hoops as well. We'll have uh, the Independence Bowl at 2 today, the Gasparilla Bowl at 5.30 today, nothing but NFL tomorrow, and then uh, Sunday as well as a full weekend of uh, NFL action here on Double T 97.3 and on 100.7, the score. It's nice to have you with us.
0: This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, getting you ready for today's sports day. You
2: know, three of the first four games have been at home, so... You know, at some point in time, you're going to have to venture out outside the 806, so that'll be, that'll start this week.
1: While having a little fun along the way. Always good if you can blame it on somebody else, right? Yeah, sure. Especially some media guy.
0: Right, some media guy. Catch the show live weekday mornings from 6 to 9 on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3.
2: If you uh, have something you'd like to overshare with us today, you certainly can. Not that we're the oversharers. Some of us are. Some (laughs) of us (laughs) Or the oversharing show. Some sometimes it is. But you certainly you certainly can. That was a that was a nice little chuckle there.
1: <laughs> I like calling us the oversharing show. I said some of us. Yeah. No, not not it's all good. of us.
2: Not all of us. Some of us. Kind of, you know, if this the old shoe fits, you know, wear it, right? Mm-hmm. Wear it. Mm-hmm. I right. went to uh the little Christmas gathering uh, yesterday, last night. And met a morning drive listener that i wouldn't have suspected in the room that she was a morning drive listener but that was nice it was nice to meet that's cool so you know one by one conquering the world as best we can here this morning on the morning drive and uh i've got uh got another one tonight so we'll see if i can gather up some more friends so we can make a gaggle of it it's good make make a gaggle of it (laughs) Keep spreading the word. Keep, Jeff. keep spreading the word. I'll do the. I'll do the. Do the best that I can to uh, bear the banners far and wide for us, Jamie. Well done. Uh, Independence Bowl today at two. Uh, Gasparilla Bowl today at five thirty. Uh, we'll have the bowls today on double T 97.3. So uh, look forward to that. Uh, the the bowl game matchups today will feature Houston and Louisiana. Uh, Wake Forest and Missouri. <coughs> On the uh, Christmas Eve docket, is just one bowl game, the East Post-Hawaii Bowl, featuring San Diego State and Middle Tennessee. And then uh, lots of bowl action next week, uh, including the Red Raiders against Ole Miss. Do you have any
1: expectations for next week? I'm very interested to see what... The Ole Miss, how much they want to be there, factor is. Mm -hmm. I think the Red Raiders are excited to be there. I think, you know, I don't think most expect them to be at seven and five. I surely didn't. And it just feels like they've got to be, you know, excited going into this. Ole Miss was a top 10 team one point during the season, probably had much higher hopes than the Texas Bowl Mm -hmm. at that point. So. I don't know, I I, I that's a, a big factor with me. I mean you can just look at last night and see Baylor had no desire to be there in that yeah, game. Right. No desire. Right. And they probably had even less desire when it was the coldest bowl game in the history of bowl games. And it was played in Texas. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know how cold
3: it was? That's crazy. The trombones froze. The trombones froze. Wow. It's
1: oh, disappointing. The-
3: uh, For the Baylor band, you, they, there was a video they posted after after the bowl game where they couldn't slide the slides off of their trombones anymore. They were frozen in place.
1: Mm. Mm. Look at their offense looked the same way. How do you sure. Do, how yeah, do you put that back in, in the case, place.
2: right?
3: Well, you got to warm it up first. <laughs> yeah, right.
2: <laughs> Can't really take a blowtorch to them because it would probably melt the brass, right? I
1: I don't think there are many things that you can take a blowtorch to <laughs> and, and expect and that it's expect not going it to be a different shape
2: to survive. Right yeah. to survive. Yeah. No, they did not look. I wonder. I, you know, I guess it's because they finished six and six and just you know, la dot it to the end of the year. But maybe they, it's got to be really disappointing for them to finish six and seven. Uh, for Air Force, uh, really impressive to win ten games and and one of the things they talked about on the broadcast last night is because. These guys can't accept any money because they're um, on a commission, you know, like the naval and the and the and the army uh, for the air force guys, uh, and they have to be in and out in four years. That moving forward, you know, teams like air force, army, navy are gonna are gonna struggle uh, to get to that ten win level just because it's not a fair fight in terms against the teams that they're they're going up against.
1: It really never has been, but it's gonna be even less fair.
2: Yeah 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 and so you know getting getting to 10 is um uh, just really really impressive i i'm i'm really curious about and i don't know i'm still curious about our quarterback situation because i'm just really wondering
1: our quarterback situation for next wednesday or moving forward
2: moving forward okay moving forward yeah i'm 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 also curious like okay so let's, let me just throw this out at you
1: what if, if, that's going to get answered for you really quick,
2: like Thursday of next week, probably. Probably so. Yeah, certainly by the if end he, of the week
1: I mean, if he leaves, then you have your answer, and you don't have to worry anymore.
2: Yeah, Baron right, Lawrence is starting to, quarterback.
1: There you go. Mm-hmm. I,
2: I I wonder because Coach McGuire the last time the last time that I was in the room where he was talking, and it was the Sunday where they accepted the um, the bowl uh, bid. Uh, and he said that Baron Morton was a hundred percent, and that uh, for the most part, um, and that Tyler Shuck would start. Um, but I wonder if let's just say Shuck goes out and struggles early. Like let's just say for whatever reason, you know, you get a couple three and outs, and he throws a interception, and the offense is stagnant. Do you do you pull him and put in Baron Morton? How much rope do you give Tyler Shuck next week?
1: I don't think you give him some. I don't think three possessions is enough.
2: Okay. No, you're probably right. It Maybe it'd have
1: to be into the second half. I think before I was making that move, or unless it was just atrocious.
2: Like you're down. Let's just say you're down twenty-one to seven, and you've got a possession to go into halftime. That
1: no, no.
2: You wouldn't. You wouldn't. That no. possession going into halftime. Okay.
1: No, unless he's like throwing three picks or something. Okay. He's missing just... open receiver after open receiver. I don't know that. Who knows. I mean, maybe Ole Miss's defensive front is just dominating your offensive yeah. line, and Tyler's running for his life. Yeah, I mean, I would have to see how that would look. Okay,
2: um, just there's just something there that tells me that the quarterback, him who starts, is not going to be him who finishes.
1: Hmm it's um the last five years of texas tech football yeah that's what the something is <laughs> it, it
2: tells us it there's tells us, percentage tells us of the
1: time that. the starting quarterback yeah. doesn't finish the game sure because we've had the luck of whatever the opposite of the irish is
2: yeah right especially with regard to quarterback play uh i hope uh i hope sir roderick and uh taj have have big games you know not necessarily that they're running the ball on every down but that they. Especially for Sir Roderick. I hope, he, I hope he's able to kind of showcase his talent a little bit. I mean, I feel like that he's, he's, he's showcased it. But, I mean, just like, man, wouldn't it be great if one of those guys had a 100-yard rushing day?
1: Yeah, that would be massive. You know, and to, and if you're and, trying to win the game, that would be huge. And, and, and be
2: complimentary to what you're doing, you know, from a receiving standpoint. And, and, uh, and I also feel like that your defense, because of all these guys coming back, that there's a lot of reason to kind of finish on a high note Um, so I feel like your defense is really going to stymie Ole Miss. I feel like that this defense is like, hey, we've proven that we can do things together here, and you know the three game win streak over Iowa State and you know beating uh, Texas the way that, excuse me, Oklahoma the way that you did to finish the season, kind of just feel like that there's mo going into this game for them as well.
1: Just in general, do you expect offenses to be? Um, better for bowl games or defenses
2: well i think in in general it's it's probably offenses
1: not just texas tech but just in general for bowl games
2: i think in general to me offenses I, I just i think there's a tendency for the offenses to be a little bit better
1: i think if it's a if it's a team or a side of the ball that's not showing up mm-hmm it usually shows more on defense, in my opinion.
2: Just because of the eff- the effort yeah. that it takes?
1: I mean, offensive guys, I mean, I feel like they can turn it on a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Like, Or maybe they're more prideful about, okay, well, I'm a wide receiver. I don't want to let a defensive back. I don't want the world to see him dominate me. So yeah. they bring it a little more.
2: I will say this for the Baylor defense on a goal line stand last night. They, they showed out. They had some pride there. At the end of the game, they did they did not let Air Force in the end zone when it would have been very, very easy.
0: Getting your sports day started the right way. This is the Morning Drive Podcast. From Double T 97.3, breaking down the biggest games.
1: If Texas Tech does not win the Big 12 football conference, who are you rooting for to win the conference? if Tech does not win it this year.
0: Well, busting some chops along the way.
2: I hold back on sending you stuff. I mean, I'm very, very, very judicious. We
1: spend three hours a day, five right. days a week I together. Know. Why yeah. Why would yeah. we need to communicate during the weekends? <laughs> right. Save we it for the
2: show. We, know. we do. We save it for the show.
0: Tune into The Morning Drive live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. 7.32
2: this morning on the morning drive. I always
0: kind of fall short of the
2: expectations I think the people have of me.
1: I don't think so. (laughs) Okay. I think you give us pretty much every day what we expect.
2: (laughs) (laughs)
3: Can you truly expect the unexpected, though?
1: I can. I can.
2: Is it, is every-
1: I expect Chuck to chuck. Chuck to chuck. And he chucks. And he chucks.
2: All right, so what- uh, And then I chuckle. And then you chuckle, and then you shake your head. (laughs) I got Fink to shake his head yesterday. He he kind of shook his head, kind of like you do. Yeah. Sometimes. (laughs) Fink
1: and I are similar creatures. This
2: is awkward, one of those awkward. You know, it looked familiar to me. And like, oh, yeah, I've I've seen that look before. All right. All right. What's your question of uh, me, Jeff, and our fine listening audience?
1: All right. We're closing in on the end of the year. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask one of the end of the year type questions for you. It's a two-parter again.
2: Oh, man. I struggle with these things. Okay. Go Go right ahead.
1: Okay. I'm looking for a game here. Mm Mm-hmm. I want you to tell me your favorite game of 2022 for the Red Raiders hmm and I want you to tell me your worst game of 2022 for the Red Raiders you can be in any sport that you want
2: okay I um I think for me the game that I enjoyed the most uh was the Lady Raider win at Texas this year um just because of all the things that that happened uh, during that game, start of the third quarter, with Vic Schaefer basically telling Coach Gerlich to get her rear end. And he did not say that off of his scores table. Uh, how she didn't back down. How the team didn't back down. You know, you, the just the enjoyment of beating a top twenty-five team on the road, and that one, and the last time they would play at the Irwin Center, and and um, so that 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 to me is is my. My favorite uh, game of the year. And maybe for for football, uh, I would have to say uh, the Oklahoma. I know we only get one. You only get get one. one. (laughs) Okay. So I'll say the Texas game, the Texas women's game. Jeff, your favorite. Least favorite. Uh, Let me think about that while you talk about your favorite.
3: Friday night versus the Longhorns stealing home to win it. That it's the the second time we've seen Tadlock do that. Mm Mm-hmm. The broadcasters did the appropriate thing when that happened. They went nuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's against Texas. It's the ultimate suck it move mm-hmm. um, of stealing home to win the game. That uh, and it's against your long the Longhorns, which I personally enjoy to tell them to suck it whenever I get the opportunity to.
2: And Tadlock helped us do that this year. Man, for the. For the disappointing game, it's really hard because your men's basketball team went 18-0 at home. So it's like, okay, you, you didn't walk out of United Supermarkets Arena at all in 2022 with a loss.
1: Yeah, it didn't have to be a home game.
2: Well, I, I know. But I was just trying to think of a, a game that I was at. It, it doesn't have to be about you. I, well, no, but I mean, that's so why I was just trying to, th- to think.
3: Disappointing game, Duke, NCAA tournament.
1: Okay, man, that's the one you could have won, no doubt. For me personally, um, Jeff stole my answer from from the, the best one mm-hmm. of the sea. Never seen in my life a walk off, uh, steal of home. So that that to me, and you did it against your rival. That's uh, that's pretty cool. So that would be my favorite, my least favorite moment by far. Um, okay, so but since Jeff took mine, I'll go with something different. Okay, um, the win against Chris Beard. Okay, in Lubbock. Mm-hmm. All right, it was a crazy fun night. It was. Uh no the Student section was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Our team, you know, played great, especially in the second half. Um, again, I noticed I didn't even say your win against Texas at home. I said your win against Chris Beard at home. Yeah. Uh, that that was it for me for for number two on my list. Since Jeff took my first one, um, my least favorite moment was the Saturday game and. And at TCU in baseball, and that would have been April sixteenth. That remember you played Thursday, Friday, Saturday that week. Yeah, uh, just realizing you just got swept against the team that you hate so much and a fan base that you hate so much. And I just remember that feeling of because that just hasn't happened to the Red Raiders much in the Tablock era. Mm-hmm. And I just remember <laughs> walking out of there going, "Wow, this is what it feels like for other teams against us." Just like this doesn't happen, and it was miserable. That was that was a bad weekend. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Um I really just trying to think of a game that I was just really very, very disappointed in. I guess the I guess the the Duke game would would be it. Um Kansas State and football. Kansas State and football. You can say that. You're allowed. No, I know. I was just trying to think of, again, I was just trying to think of something where I was where I was like just Thoroughly I think it's, disgusted
1: I think it's a compliment no I I mean well you can say that I I don't think I've, I've been thoroughly disgusted
2: no no but all year think,
1: long over a no, game and I that's a compliment yes. to the football program because Absolutely. last year I was thoroughly disgusted a few times mm-hmm. yeah, yeah I mean thoroughly like I'm out okay um there's well yeah, I'll just keep my mouth shut on that go ahead
2: no I th- <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think you're I think you're right I mean there were times I was just like man, just just crushed walking out of that stadium in, in 2021, you know, for some football games. Um,
1: yeah, and it, and it wasn't that way at all this year. No. Even even though, hmm. even though, yeah, you were disappointed that you you couldn't finish it off against Kansas State. You knew they were a good team. Mm-hmm. Same thing at Oklahoma State. Same thing at TCU. Um, I guess the one time that you were just like, man, uh, was, Baylor was Baylor here at home. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, where, that was disappointing. But even then, you got off to a terrible start, and all of a sudden in the third quarter, you're down by seven. Yeah, You feel like, okay, man, we've been terrible, but our guys keep battling. And mm-hmm. that's the thing about that this football team this year. It never gave you the feeling of our, our guys are, have quit or given up or whatever, any of that. I think early on in the Oklahoma game, I was, I was thinking to myself, okay, this looks like the first time where they just were, you know what, we got our six wins, we're going to a bull, it doesn't matter. And then here they come. And so that's been great for football this year. Something that I have absolutely loved and I, you know, can't say enough for coach McGuire and his staff or, mm-hmm. I mean, these guys show up every time.
2: I, I would, yeah, I have, a, I have one more thought on that. We'll get to that here in just a second. Uh, but I think it is a compliment to your football program and, you know, men's basketball, especially too, that of how you've performed, uh, with regard to, to the team this year, um, uh, and just how
0: it how it all ended up. You're listening to the Morning Drive podcast from Lubbock Sports Station Double T ninety seven three, recapping the night that was in the world of sports.
2: A little bit later on tonight, uh, we'll have uh, the Astros and the Diamondbacks. That'll be at eight, and then the Rangers playing at Seattle uh, tonight.
0: And also bringing some humor to your day.
2: Was
1: it pretty big. Yeah,
0: I mean, was it impressive. It's a, yeah, was it fascinating?
2: It was. I thought it was fascinating. It <laughs> kind of smelled, but I mean...
0: <laughs> Hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on Double T 97.3 or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Here on the Morning Drive.
2: Nice to have you with us this morning on Lubbock Sports Station Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. How could you not like Rudolph? You kind of feel like Rudolph as a reindeer is a is a player that, um, you know, you you thought maybe had some promise, but then didn't fulfill, but then blossomed, bloomed, and became an everyday, steady Eddie, you know, player that you could really rely on. Okay. Okay? Mm -hmm. And that, you know, basically, you know, when given the opportunity as, you know, we all have in life sometimes it may not be on the athletic field it may be personally or business or you know professionally or just you know where there's those times when you know basically the the ball is handed to you and you hit it out of the park per se and then your your life kind of goes in a different direction Okay. okay. So so that's... Kinda, well, I will say
1: of, about Rudolph is it's the first, like, I think the only Christmas show that made me cry all the time when I was a kid. I, oh, felt, no, I yeah. felt so bad for Rudolph. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't handle it well. Yeah. Right.
2: Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, let's see here.
1: I haven't seen it in a few years. I honestly don't know if I would cry now <laughs>
2: Well, you know, I always kind of got scared when the abominable snowman appeared. You know, when when the when you know, he was trying to eat mm-hmm. you know Rudolph and his friends. You know the the misfit the toys and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know when I just kind of what
1: we are. This mm-hmm. show here is the island of misfit toys. We are island of misfit radio hosts. Yeah, right, right, mm-hmm. right. Three of us
2: will never make it to Tech Talk Land.
1: No, it's just I don't know unless your nose starts glowing <laughs> and maybe ad would let us on
2: yeah, he's kind of the he's the comet of our of our group here you know he's mm-hmm. you know big bold you know big antlers and all those kinds of things uh let's see here The yates flooring center chat line is open as we come to you from the first united bank studio uh, Benchmark hotline is open as well. Uh, we were asking earlier, and we're going to get to the expectations of uh, of hoops here in just a second. We just want to get caught up on the on the chat line. Uh, Where we Jamie asked his question of the day was, you know, biggest you know, your when you liked the most and you know, the loss you hated the most, basically, or your biggest thrill, biggest disappointment. Uh, Chuck falling asleep on the air was a highlight. I, I think that's been overplayed. Unfortunately, that was also not this year.
1: Yeah, I don't think it was this year. Yeah, um, but over-played? it was not overplayed.
3: <laughs> Overstated.
1: Overplayed. <laughs> Over-
2: you finally admitted that you fell asleep on air this just year. A, nodded for just a second. Just maybe. Just a that is in split. fact still.
1: You asleep were asleep until I said, "Hey, Chuck." <laughs> <laughs> then you popped your head up. I
2: popped my head up. <laughs> Okay. Uh, G says the basketball win <laughs> versus UT in Austin and the football loss against Baylor I came up with my one that w- is, was my biggest disappointment I told you that the high for me was the Lady Raiders winning in Austin the low for me was the following Saturday um, losing at home to Oklahoma State because you just couldn't, you couldn't step and repeat you know you beat a team that you shouldn't have beaten in a number 9 team in the country but you couldn't beat a team at home that you should have beaten. And that mm-hmm. happened a couple of times this year. You know, in terms of where you won at Oklahoma and then you followed it up with a loss. So that... that uh,
1: you didn't um, stack success.
2: Did not stack success. And I'll, I'll tell you, a win that I really enjoyed for the Red Raiders, because I was, I was in the arena and I had not been to a game... At the Sprint Center, uh, at the Big 12 Championships, uh, I was at the game when uh, Tech beat Iowa State 72 to 41, and it was it was a laugher. I mean, it wasn't there wasn't any drama in it, but you know, Iowa State fans have been over the years, and their proximity to Kansas City, much like KU and K State, it's not the same as KU and K State by any stretch of the imagination. But the Iowa State people have always had tremendous respect for how they. have Come in and taken over arenas over the years, mm-hmm. you know, especially at the Big Twelve tournament. And to see them get up and leave was like that was pretty. That was pretty satisfying, mm-hmm. you know, just the way that Texas Tech dominated that game um, that night. So that was that was also a highlight for me. Uh, somebody says this: agree the walk off against Texas. Disappointment appointment was football at TCU. We had them and let it slip away. Jeff and Keller, you know. Uh, no one is picking uh, versus UT in basketball. No, some did. Um, some did. Jeff did. Um, uh, Jamie uh, picked the... Um, Jamie did.
1: Yes, yeah, it was number two on my list. It was number two
2: on his list behind the text yeah. feeling of home. But
1: my, I, I, the one at home meant more to me than the one on the road. Yeah. Yeah. The basketball yeah. game. Yeah. yeah. It just It is kind of fun to think about. Some baseball. You, you won two out of three. You won the series. Mm-hmm. yeah basketball season you swept them mm-hmm. football season technically
3: you won three out of four when you factor in the women
1: okay that's fair mm-hmm. yeah football yeah. you took care of business yeah had a, we had a good year against the horns
2: right we did. it's, <laughs> it's kind of nice <laughs> We, we <sure> did. <laughs>
1: 2022 is good for those of us who like to put our horns down yeah I, no actually I'm... i've never done that in my life but um okay. but i hate the horns yeah but I've never done Horns Down.
2: Yeah. I got to admit, I, I've done, I did Horns Down at their place. Thinking I did after the, after, the, after the
1: game. Is that when you got up when there was about to be a fight and you ran over to the scores table no, there no, and no, you no. were like going to gonna fight Vic Schaefer? I would not fight him. I just was interested in what was yeah. going on. You looked like you were ready to have a throw down at the hoedown.
2: <laughs> he had Coach Gurlick's back. He was ready. I did. I did. Uh, We get this. uh, That
1: was maybe a highlight for me with how many people were sending me the video (laughs) (laughs) or screenshots of Chuck in the background looking like he was about to fight Vic Schaefer. (laughs) 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 What is this crazy old man doing? (laughs) I know. This crazy old man,
2: right? Oh, let's see. Uh somebody said sixty-three yard field goal is a high. Well that uh. was that was that was twenty twenty one. Yep. Um the high for me was the back to back walk offs against UT in baseball, and the worst is the KSU game, football game. Uh this year if we could have hit that field goal, what could have been, right? Mm-hmm. Uh winning against Gonzaga in our national championship year after few said all we do is win at Gonzaga. Well, okay. Uh Chuck Snows is more likely to grow than glow. <laughs> Wow. Chuck is a lot
3: of things. Mm-hmm. He's not Pinocchio. Uh,
2: Racer 26 says this, Merry Christmas
0: to all and say travels to everyone
2: from Racer 26. All right.
0: You've been listening to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to Double T 97.3.com.